You are now listening to the Fantasy Whisper Podcast with your hosts, Johnny, Game Time Hicks, and Big Travi. Why, hello and welcome to the Fantasy Whispers Podcast. I'm Johnny Game Time Hicks, and that's my partner, Big Travi. Travis, how are we doing, brother? We have a whole week of preseason in the bag. And guess what? We get to actually talk about actual football plays now and not just what ifs and if this and if that. We actually get to produce. Yeah, the speculation is over, Johnny. And now I'm like a kid in a candy shop. I know you feel the same way. I mean, I even moved my TV up onto my desk. So it's right in my face. So I could be watching that preseason football. Um, just I can't believe it. We're already getting injury news we'll talk about. We're already getting people shining out there on the field. I love it. So we're going to dive in a little bit tonight. We have a great show. This will be posted on Monday. we got a great show. We're going to dive into a little bit more preseason watch. We're going to talk about new kids in town or new old guys in town, if you will. Talking about quarterbacks that have changed teams. We're going to look at their fantasy prospects, what they do for the rest of the team. I'm excited about it. We also will be interviewing Chelsea Byers tonight. She has written us an article about women in fantasy football, her role with fantasy football, you know, some of her passions and some of the things that interest her with it. We're going to talk about a listener league. We've been asked about a listener league a lot. We are going to open the door for a lady listener league here, the, the, the Fantasy Whispers Lady Listener League. So if you're hearing this, we'd like you to go to our Facebook page, either post there saying you want to join or message us. And that's the Fantasy Whispers on Facebook. You can catch us there and just let us know that you want to join. We've got a few spots open up. We're probably going to cut it off by Friday of this week. So that's Friday the 17th. So those, uh, come those check spots it out. are going to fill up fast. We've yeah, I mean, we've already got half of them full just from talking with you know people that listen already. So please do go to the Fantasy Whispers Facebook page and let us know that you want to play. We'd love to get you all in here. Then we'll we will announce, of course, the draft time and date, and we <clears throat> we're going to air that draft on YouTube only and give our two cents about that. But Johnny, I'm excited yeah. about this episode. What about you, brother? Dude, I'm so pumped. I've been looking forward to this all day. We're getting adjusted to our new schedule. We'll be on Sundays, posting Sunday nights after the game. So we're getting in a little bit of that game shape, if you will. Refer always to football. So a little bit of game shape for us. And I'm excited, dude. This is a, a really fun topic that we're going over today. I'm excited. We're going we're gonna to do this. But, but first, Travis, my first bit of news is if this is your first time with us, thank you so much for tuning in. Please, if you like our content, go over to our either Facebook page, our website. That's the fantasywhispers.com. That's where you can get our draft kit that's coming out tomorrow. And well, uh, tomorrow. And then as, as well as any podcast episodes. And you can get that on all the major ones, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all of that. So make sure you go and do that. Second of all, Travis, we're on episode 17 already, buddy. That's we're right. Chugging along. All right. Let's get into the show. We're going to do a little news and notes first. News and notes from around the NFL. All right, Travis, I'm going to start this show off with a little bit of sad news that we got over the weekend. Yeah, if, if you will, Johnny, let me take the mic here for a second. I, I just well, want to... I think somebody else wants to take the mic real quick. Oh, okay. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Got to pay his man his dues. Yeah, unfortunately, Johnny, this is some sad news, and it happens every year, and it will continue to happen this year. We've got to say goodbye to a guy that was becoming near and dear to our hearts before we could even see him shine on that regular season field. And that's Darius guys of the Washington Redskins. Very unfortunate. This kid was doing it all. He was having a strong camp and then he got on, on the field. He had a strong run and he unfortunately tore his ACL. And we are sad to see that happen, especially to a young back, but I'm very confident he'll be back next year. I'm excited about his prospects for next year, but I did want to say goodbye to the big guy. And also, I just want to touch and, and relate this a little bit to how this could benefit you. If you are in a keeper league or a dynasty league right now, if you're in a dynasty league, try to trade for this guy. His value is going to be pretty low right now. 
for a guy who's maybe in a win now kind of situation, or if you're in a keeper league, when, especially if it's auction bid on this guy later in rounds, because stash him on your, on your bench, or if you have a IR spot, definitely put him in that spot and you're going to have a great keeper next year because he was looking like a real stud. And then you have Chris Thompson, who's another year older and who knows if he'll be back with the team. P Ryan is an afterthought. I mean, this year, obviously he's going to resume that number one uh, running back position. But if you are looking for the future in a keeper league, I definitely advise picking up this guy. He might slip in drafts because people forget about him and they're worried about this year and not necessarily the future. All right. With that said, we're going to go on to the next bit of news here, and that was that Royce Freeman had four for 38 yards and a touchdown in Denver's preseason. I just want to touch on this, Travis, because it was on our last episode about things, what to watch for, and we said to watch this backfield. To me, Devontae uh, Booker... Actually, we're going to talk a little bit about this backfield tonight, but I do want to I do want to talk about how Royce Freeman looks strong. Booker was the name starter, and we'll get into this backfield a little bit. We're going to talk about the quarterbacks that you know come up and in different teams, and then we're going to dive into a little bit of each you know how that affects the whole team. But it was nice to see Royce Freeman run strong and mm-hmm. kind of fight the initial t- talk that was coming out of Booker's still there. Booker's the starter. Let's see, you know, kind of how this plays out. It's just what we talk about in the preseason. It's good to watch this. Good to watch this production come out of Freeman. Yep. All right. And then we had Matt Burita avoided structural damage in his shoulder. That's pretty good news. Although I, I do want to say that I think a back, the backup in San Francisco is going to be valuable. Well, you know, Like the news came out today. Initially, it was a little bit sad or a little ominous is that McKinnon had to go in for an MRI, right? Correct. I just read a couple minutes ago that MRI showed that it was just a muscle strain. So now we're not looking at the same thing. But now we got both these guys banged up. So, yeah, look for uh, Jonathan Williams uh, over there to kind of like maybe be or Joe. I'm sorry, Joe Williams to maybe be a guy that's uh, possible to sneak up here. And then we'll see what they do as far as depth. Could they bring other guys in? I still like McKinnon to be the guy there, but I, I think Johnny's got a point. Like we've saw, we've seen what Shanahan's done having one running back, you know, with Freeman and another running back with Coleman and then both be successful. So I do think there's point to be made that a couple guys could be successful out of San Francisco. Yep. All right. And then this is also sad news. You and I were both pretty high on him. Colts wide receiver, Deion Kane suffered a knee injury in Thursday night's game against the Seahawks. You and I both were projecting him to eventually to overtake that number two spot. Very talented. So this is very sad news. But now this makes Ryan Grant a very interesting kind of discussion point. Travis, you want to just give your initial thoughts? Yeah, I kind of was buying into what Reich was saying about Ryan Grant being the guy next to T.Y. Hilton. So the Deion Kane thing would probably only solidify that. You know, we have to say goodbye to Deion Kane. It is sad, but look for Ryan Grant's stock to go up here because he is going to be that number two wide receiver in that indie offense. It just looks inevitable right now. All right. So then Isaiah Crowell left Friday night's preseason opener against the Falcons with an apparent head injury. You never like to see your player leaving the game with a head injury. Those are oftentimes very serious. It, it kind of sucked because Isaiah Crowell was actually looking very, very good. He didn't initially get the start. That touchdown he scored, though, was he, nice. Yeah, it was, yeah. and, it, and he was really running with authority there. So I do, it does raise my about, confidence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it raises my confidence in Crowell. But at the same time, I definitely monitor this head injury and, and see how it plays out. But I do like what I saw out of Crowell. Yeah, what was great about that touchdown, just to touch on it again, it was a pass. He was catching a pass. So it's nice to see him getting worked into the passing game because we know the Jets will have to throw a lot this year. Yep. Just a couple of minor things. Packers running back Aaron Jones returned to practice on Sunday. This is good. I want to see what he looks like in the preseason, see how he's running. You and I are kind of in the similar boat with he's definitely one of the most intriguing of the three running backs in Green Bay just because he can kind of do it all. Yeah, another side note to that, Johnny, is in the Packers preseason game, Jonathan Williams, Jamal Williams caught a touchdown, Mm. and he caught it, which is kind of weird. Like, he's not the guy they usually use in the receiving game all that much, and he caught a touchdown, did a nice move, and got in for the score. So 
not a lot of overreaction there, but it's like, you know, Jamal Williams, if he holds down the fourth, they're going to continue to make him the guy. I think he's going to get the first crack at it. Aaron Jones, though, I agree, is the more exciting, tantalizing option behind him. Mm-hmm. And then the last bit of news was Marlon Mack ex- uh, exited the Colts preseason opener with a hamstring injury. They went out and signed Brandon Oliver today. I'm not expecting anything from Brandon Oliver, but I will say that Turbin looked really good. And yeah. I was actually pretty surprised about that. I did not expect him to get that many touches in this game, but he was really handling that workload. And, and that was very interesting to see, especially yeah. because would you say that the the shock comes from him actually playing so well. The shock doesn't come from the Colts using these many ba- this many backs. I think oh, this is going to be in their plan. I mm-hmm. think Frank Reich wants to do this. Uh, he did it in Philly. That He's done it for a couple of years in Philly. I think he might want to be doing this here. So Jones and, and, put a lot of stock in one guy in, in Indy. Like, right. be ready to take some of the, the complimentary pieces like Naheem Hines and, and Jordan Wilkins in the back few rounds because they're going to have more value. But yeah, Turbin as well. Turbin's going undrafted right now. All right, and that's it for the news and notes. Again, we get those on SleeperBot. Check it out. All right, Travis, you ready to get Don't into this? Yet. All right. That's right, Johnny. We got these new kids in town, and I'll tell you what, they don't want to let down their teams. These are the guys that we're trying to watch out for, and for me, it just comes down to Minnesota with Kirk Cousins, comes down to Washington Redskins with Alex Smith, it comes down to Kansas City with Pat Mahomes, and it comes down to the Denver Broncos with Case Keenum. We will start here with the Minnesota Vikings and Kirk Cousins. And they just had that game. You talked about Royce Freeman in that game. They were playing the Vikings. On the other side of the field, Kirk Cousins really lit up the the Denver Broncos and the limited work he had. He was hitting digs with consistency. Diggs scored a touchdown. And it was just kind of what I, coming into this preseason, you and I talked, what is going to be the rapport? Which wide receiver is he going to like more? And I think we both agreed that Diggs was going to be the guy that fit more of Kirk Cousins' style of play. And I don't, you know, I don't want to overreact here, Johnny, but on that first drive, that's what it looked like to me. Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, three of his four completions went to digs. Yeah. So it, it doesn't, again, that's ex- exactly what we kind of expected. I'm t- like, digs looks great to me. The The second catch he had along the sidelines, again, a nine route. That's the, the route that we talk about consistently with digs. And that's what he ran. And he extended himself. It was a great catch. I'm really excited. And it wasn't it wasn't like originally I thought maybe Thielen wasn't even playing, but Thielen was on because he didn't get any targets. So yeah. but Thielen was on the field. Now don't get me wrong, like it's just one preseason game. Don't read into like all of a sudden Thielen's gonna completely drop off. I don't no, think I, that at all. Like but, he's gonna have value. I just think if you're looking for a guy to choose between, because remember when we started this offseason, Thielen was ahead of Diggs right. in ADP. And I think we're going to finish this offseason and we're going to and rightfully so. I think you're going to see that ADP change up to Diggs mm-hmm. is the number one guy. And I think it, we just got a piece of what they can do. So continue to watch that chemistry for as much as they're going to let Kirk Cousins play. I think the mm-hmm. other point here to watch is how is he going to favor his tight end? Because he used to favor his tight end when he had guys like Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis and Niles Paul, more athletic tight ends. Rudolph, not so much of an athletic tight end, more of a safety blanket tight end. I mean, he has some, uh, trust me, he's in the NFL. But uh, uh, what I mean is like, he's more of that touchdown guy, that safety net. Is is Cousins going to want to go to him as much? I Yeah, that'll be the interesting thing to see. But again, another thing that I really found interesting was his effect on the running game, right? We saw Latavius Murray. This guy had four rushes for over 40 yards. That is terrific. And I continue to preach that if you are a buyer in Dalvin Cook, you need, and I say you absolutely need to get Latavius Murray and draft him. I understand you're probably going to have to reach because if you're another owner like Travis and I, and we will hone in on that, that, oh, okay, X, X player drafted Dalvin Cook. I might be willing to go around earlier than where he's going to get Dalvin Cook just for a trade piece with that, that, that team. So definitely don't just give it to that team. Don't let him draft Latavius Murray in the 13th or 14th round because you would have missed out on an RB1 if Dalvin Cook ever goes out. So definitely Latavius Murray looked great. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. I think the last piece I want to say on the Kirk Cousins addition to Minnesota is for years uh, under Mike Zimmer, the Vikings have been hesitant to throw a ton. They don't average a ton of attempts, right? So I'm wondering how much they're going to give the keys to Kirk Cousins. They kind of, you saw them be a little conservative with Case Keenum Mm -hmm. at times. I want to see if that's the case with uh, a guy who's more consistently thrown for 4,000 yards and 25-plus touchdowns year in and year out. So watch that. I mean, I mean they did in they this did. first game, it didn't seem like you said, yes, they gave it to Murray, but it didn't seem like they had any kind of training wheels on them, at least for that drive. They were letting him kind of air it out. I just want to see right. if that's going to be a consistent thing. That's that's the right. I don't, something's got to give right. You, mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins threw for a ton. Zimmer doesn't like to throw for a ton. Who's going to win that battle? They did pay him. They paid him guarantee money. So I, you know, they're probably going to lean towards cousin. I, I, I see yeah. it shaking out that way personally. Yeah, I would tend to agree. All right, Travis, we're going to jump into our second case here, and that's with Alex Smith and the Washington Redskins. A couple of things that I noticed is uh, he's just like he normally is. He was uh, check downs. Again, we talked about it. Darius Geis looked good, but now with Geis out, the injury to Chris Thompson, he, he's he's come out and said he's not going to be fully healthy until probably November. Unfor- yeah, I mean, yeah. fortunately or unfortunately, whether you want to say it either way, P. Ryan now becomes a very interesting play. He's going to get the bulk of the touches. He can receive out of the backfield as well. He's not as good at it. As yeah, Chris I mean, Thompson. I don't know if we need to go so fast and say it's going to be Piran. No, no matter what. I was reading last week that Piran may be on the wa- roster bubble. Obviously, he's not going to be that n- anymore. But Rob Kelly actually lost weight and came into camp down, down some poundage. So, John, not How so fast, Johnny. Have we given that guy a, a chance? He's still on the roster. He's I, you know a roster bubble guy as well. So you, you're not just going to give up I'm on just, a guy after one year. We've seen that. So that's a, I'm just saying it's definitely something that we need to watch moving forward for sure. Yeah. Well, I just I want to look up their depth depth chart here really quick. Uh, okay. Well, I will. I will. I will take Rob will, Kelly is above Samaje Piran on the depth chart. It's Chris Thompson listed as number one right now. Obviously, these are a little early. I'm just saying, I you know, yeah, don't write off Rob right. Kelly. Like you're automatically putting Samaje Piran in there. Rob Kelly may be. I have, the guy. That's how I have him projected. That's how I like. I'm not afraid of Rob Kelly. We've seen him. We know what he's about. He's injury prone. I don't know that any defenses are afraid of uh, Samaje Piran. So, and I also don't think that. Chris Thompson is going to be the number one run. I mean that he's injured. So that just shows how irrelevant that depth chart is right now. All I mean, right. he, he said he wouldn't be a hundred percent in November. He didn't say he wasn't going to play. So uh, right. he's and definitely I, I, not, he's not, not on the field. I mean, he's getting the work in. So. Correct. Yes. I absolutely 100% agree. So what's My the question, biggest things that you are like looking for with Alex Smith to the Redskins? Well, how does that O line hold up? Right. Yeah. Generally, speaking that o-line hasn't been very good now they did get some pieces back this year so they they should be a pro football focus they are improved however the one nice thing with alex smith is he doesn't need a lot of time he's a dink and dunker he he doesn't hold the ball for a long period of time so i actually am am going to go back in my in my rankings and adjust his rushing percentage i actually had him lower than his average i'm going to increase that I think he might run a little bit more this year because that offensive line isn't nearly as good as Kansas City's, but it held up pretty nicely on the first drive the other night. So it, it definitely, he made some really nice throws, typical Alex Smith. I think he's going to be a solid quarterback this year. And I think that if you need to stream him from week to week, you can certainly do that. I know that you're very high on him. I, yeah, I, I like I like Alex Smith as a guy to kind of jump tiers potentially. And you'll see that in our, uh, in our cheat sheet, if you download it on the website, thefantasywhispers.com, you get your email in there. We'll get you that draft kit over for free. We put in a lot of hours to make this thing perfect for you guys. It's launching tomorrow. You guys get on the website and subscribe for that. But either way, I have Alex Smith as a guy I like to see jump. Like You look at Andy Dalton's career year. You look at all of the success Kirk Cousins has, and that's because of Jay Gruden. And now with the injury to the backfield, I like them to throw a ton more. So I, I think Alex Smith is a sneaky pick at the end of your drafts. I think the biggest thing to watch for, Johnny, is who's that number one wide receiver. They got guys they think can do it. Is it Crowder? He's had great rapport with Alex Smith, they said. Is it Richardson? They brought him in from 
uh, Seattle. Is it Doxon, who everybody, he's a darling. Everybody wants this guy to be the guy. Yeah. Is he ever going to be? You know, he's already banged up in camp a little bit. So <laughs> I think that's the, that's the thing to watch for here. And I think, like, people are not buying into Smith's ability, you know. And, yeah. like, for me, I think that's a disrespect to not only Smith, but to Gruden himself, too, who is calling the plays over there. So speaking of Smith, coming from Kansas City, that's who we're going to talk about next with Pat Mahomes. Johnny, are you buying into the hype? Are you liking him? He's, it sounds like he's having a rough camp a little bit. He came in and was yeah. very vanilla in his first preseason game. Talk yeah. to me about that. I am a little bit concerned. I was already concerned simply for the fact that I didn't expect him to be super consistent this year as a rookie, quote unquote, rookie quarterback. He's been reported throwing several interceptions. It's not just like one interception, a practice. It's like several interceptions yeah. in practice. And they're not, it's, and it's like teleporting stuff. So I do have my concerns as far as, you know, how his fantasy value is going to take a hit. It'll be interesting because I want to see how much he runs the ball, right? Because we, we see it, especially in Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson isn't a guy who throws over 30 touchdowns in his career. Like often he's usually kind of lower in the yardage, but he has this massive 500 yards rushing, which makes up a large portion of his fantasy points. So that could be the case for Pat Mahomes, although the few plays that he was in, he seemed to be a little bit more pocket presence and kind of really kind of focusing on that. So I, that, that's why I would have my concerns, because I don't know that that rushing floor is built in necessarily. Yeah, for me, I just want to see um, how he affects like if they're going to not be successful this year, their defense is not very good and it's lost a lot of pieces. Right. And so does that mean that they're going to throw a ton more? And he's kind of got the arm to do it. So what does that mean for the running game? Like, does Kareem Hunt lose a little bit of touches this year based on the fact that he's not an elite pass catcher? He will catch passes, and he did last year. And they're saying he's working out in the offseason. So for me, like, can Mahomes keep him afloat and keep him in games and make the right decisions? Because with a defense so banged up and depleted, can you not turn the ball over like you've been doing in practice can you keep the ball with the offense? Kareem Hunt's value, you got to kind of watch it. I mean, yeah. I think the Chiefs are going to be a lot worse than people think uh, just because they're, you know, that defense. But, I, I mean, I'm not too down. I'm still taking, like, if Hunt ends up on my team, I'm not sad. <laughs> right. He's definitely an elite first-round talent, or at least as far as opportunity goes. I'm just saying watch out for this. Definitely watch the preseason. See if, if Mahomes can get it corrected. So, finally, Johnny, I want yes. us to talk Speaking a little bit. corrections, right? Yeah, that's right. I want to talk a little bit about the Denver Broncos. We talked a little bit about Royce, Royce Freeman, but the guy coming to hand the ball off to Royce Freeman is now Case Keenum, new new kid in town. So tell me, is this Cortland Sutton hype that's going on, that third wide receiver, is this real? Because I'm hearing a lot of whispers about it, and I yeah, just don't know. I would tend to lean on no. I I mean, is he going to be a good receiver? I think he can. I We saw a couple of plays that he made the other night where it was like, whoa, that was, that was pretty – you could see the talent there. There's definitely talent. It's just with Case Keenum, I don't know how high that ceiling is. Yeah. I don't think that he can throw for 4,500 yards. I, I think that – well, Maybe it was more about like who he threw to, right, Johnny? Like, because right. last year it was Diggs, Thielen, and then Rudolph. Like, he never threw to a third wide receiver. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, like, is there even value there for Sutton? Exactly. And his very first pass that he threw was to Demarius Thomas, uh, which I wasn't really surprised about that. I'm I love Demarius Thomas this year. I have to kind of give you props on that one, brother. Like. I've been I've been kind of uh, hesitant on Demarius Thomas, and there's still some advanced metrics about his game speed and his and his catch rate that I don't like. Uh, they ta they tailed off, but I heard through some people and some reading online they're trying to use him more like Larry Fitzgerald, yeah. and they're trying to use him in the slot, and they're trying to move him around like you've talked about before. And what a boost for his fantasy prospects if that's the case mm -hmm. if they stick to that. I mean, but getting back to Case Keenum, there are he he didn't perform that well at all. Like, let's just call call it what it is. He didn't perform well at all. So and there is a little bit of concern there. Of, you know, you've been saying it I, that is Case Keenum just a product of an offense, and that's why he was so good last year, or was it the head coach and he'll be fine? Now, I don't want to read too too much into 
this one drive, you know, maybe it was getting the flow or, or whatever you might want to call it. However, if this happens again next in the next game, when he's probably going to play at least half a quarter, then I, I will be with you. And I'll be starting to say, well, I think, you know, maybe they did make a mistake in signing him. I think you got to watch it because I think with the line that's bad there, I mean, the defense is going to be good. So I, I don't know. Like I would just watch Case Keenum. If he can bounce back from this preseason, we don't want to overreact, of course. But I think that Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders will have value. And so will whoever, if there's one running back there, if they can name one guy to be the guy, I think that guy will have value too. But as far as, you know, ancillary pieces, I don't, I don't really know. Yeah. All right, Travis, that ends our main, main portion of our show. But first, before we bring on our special guests in Chelsea, I want to just do one last topic real quick. Is there anybody else in the preseason that jumped off to you that you you know, maybe we're a little bit lower on or it, they lived up to the hype. You want to just give one, one quick shoot at the hip at one player that you, you were surprised by. Um, dang, that's tough. I mean, I guess I was just, I mean, we already talked about it. I guess I was just surprised with how much they fed digs on that first drive. Mm -hmm. Like I really thought they would have worked more pieces in. Um, and it was really the dig show. Um, other than that, I think Saquon Barkley did what we thought he could be. He came in, he got it done. I mean, that guy is a human specimen. He's he is going to be really good at football for a really long time. Yeah. Um, Saquon Barkley. Yeah, that was good. Crawwell, you talked about a little bit. I was very excited to see Crawwell do his thing. Um, hopefully he can come back from that injury. Jamal Williams. I spoke a little bit about it. Jamal Williams looked really good for the Packers. Yeah, he a couple did. Packers wide receivers reserves looked really good. Equinemia, St. Brown, Scantley. There were some good guys there that did some things. So the Tennessee Titans surprised me a little bit. They were marched right down the field and scored. So yeah. that's what you want to see offenses that are bounce back. You want to see them actually do it in the preseason and then take mm -hmm. that to the field. So those are a couple yeah. of my notes on that. I'm I'm just going to the one I'm going to add one and that was it and that is this is the whisper of this episode. Oh, I heard it here about, first. Yeah, it's a whisper. Yes. <laughs> if Baker Mayfield starts, I knew you, you were going to love him. Want him on your team. This guy has you're talking about rushing. He's going to get four to five scrambles a game where he will just scat and he is really good at getting that first down. So that's five point like I would project around 40 if he can get four to five of those he's going to get around 40 yards rushing per game and he looked good like he looked really good passing the ball he had good passes into tight windows the David hmm. Njoku touchdown which also a little side note David Njoku looked good as well yeah he was targeted by point. both by both Tyrod and by Baker Mayfield so continue to watch the stock on Jarvis or uh, oh. sorry on Njoku and then and then my big, my boy, bless him, Jarvis Landry. I, that guy is going to, I am, I am saying it here. That guy is going to be a good wide receiver. He is at an amazing value right now. He's well, already started to creep up. I understand what you're saying that Josh Gordon's not there. And I'm not worried about Josh Gordon at all because guess who's building a chemistry right now? Jarvis. Guess who's wowing people in practice right now? Jarvis. Like you saw it on Hard Knocks, they were like, "Wow, Jarvis is elite." Jar he Listen, uh, you're not saying anything that we don't know. Jarvis Landry has been killing it in the NFL for years. Like we get that, I know it. I'm yeah. just saying, like, pump the brakes. It's week one, but I will say that I agree with you. I think Gordon and Landry are both going to have value in this offense and Najoku. And I and that just it's reflected in my rankings uh, when you see them come out with the draft kit and my projections. You're going to see that because I am really high on Tyrod Taylor this year. Yeah, me too. Like Tyrod Taylor was perfect in preseason, came out. And the, what was the biggest story for Johnny Baker Mayfield? Like, yeah. so that's what I'm talking about. Like the guy like Tyrod Taylor, I'm high on a Cleveland quarterback this year, which sounds yeah. really gross to say, <laughs> but I am really high on, on Tyrod Taylor. Like you, you just see him out there doing it right now. And that's that's the thing that I really think is awesome is that both of these guys are going free. They yeah. are going free. Yeah. And yep. so I'm fine with taking Tyrod because I think I agree with you, Tyrod. I, I have but you're gonna find QB is so deep. Like even if Tyrod does get pulled, you're gonna find somebody that you can right. plug in, you're gonna be okay. 
Or uh, if there's so whisperings, if you continue to listen to us, you'll hear so the whispers. whisperings. Exactly. And we will tell you when to pick up Tyrod, when to pick up Baker Mayfield. So you don't even have to go with that issue. I agree. So, all right, Travis, let's introduce our first ever guest onto the show. Woo-hoo! She's going to be talking about her article that is going to be going up soon on our website. Let's give a warm welcome to... Chelsea Byers, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being our first guest here on the Fantasy Whisperers podcast. How are you doing? I'm good. I had no idea I was the first guest. First ever. Shows how... <laughs> <laughs> I'm flattered. Yeah, well, welcome. Uh, you... We love to have you. Do you have a Twitter? You're just always, yeah, I always do. giving your fans. Uh, <laughs> it's at Chelsea Levy, and I actually just tweeted at the Fantasy Whisperers, so I'm sure you could find me in the mentions there. For sure, Perfect. for sure. Awesome. Sounds great. Well, we have a few questions for you. Uh, I hope that you, you don't mind being in the hot seat for a couple of minutes. Bring it on. All right. Travis, you want to start off? Yeah, first of all, thank you for being here. Thank you for participating, writing this article. We are pumped to get it up on the website. So kind of in line with that article, if you wanted to just summarize it for us, give us our, a couple points on it. Don't tease too much. We obviously want the readers to go online and read it. But if you could just tell us a little bit about the article and then just tell tell me what, what excited you most about writing this piece. Yeah, yeah. So thanks for the opportunity to write it. Um, I wrote a lot about my experience as a woman in fantasy football. I like to talk about my experience being a woman in general. And so talking about it in relationship to one of my great joys of fantasy football was really fun. I think that there's just a lot that is specifically women uh, experience uh, about uh, fantasy football. And I was excited to dig into some of those, those experiences that I've had and share them. I know that you are starting a women only listeners league. Um, I have some suggestions for that, by the way, but I'm really excited to be a part of that. And I think that this piece could be a really great um, introduction to what women can expect and some of the things that we may um, deal with in the in this male dominated realm of fantasy football that it is. But I will say that women are on the rise. There are more than 20% of participants in fantasy football are women. And I think that's so awesome. So yes. thanks for uh, Yeah, of course. Yeah. We appreciate you kind of bringing those stats to light because you know, I think a lot of the times people construe it as like, you know, women don't play a lot of fantasy. And some of the most intense fantasy players I've ever played against are women. And I got a ton of women hitting me up all the time asking me about leagues and stuff. So I'm really excited to get this league launched. And I'm excited that you're excited about it as well. Chelsea, did you want to talk about your, your favorite team? Tell us your favorite NFL team and why that that is your favorite NFL team. Yeah, totally. So I'm from Arizona. And of course, the Cardinals have a place in my heart because of that. But the real team that has captured me through and through is the Philadelphia Eagles. I lived in that grizzly city in 2010 and had the opportunity to attend most every home game of the Eagles, including a home game on my 21st birthday, which was just a surreal experience. So There was nothing like learning how to watch the game of football, being there live in the crowd. I swear that's where I learned how to swear. And uh, I just really like fell in love with the sport then. So the Eagles will always have my heart for that. And it feels especially cool to say that on the tail of the first ever Super Bowl uh, victory. Fly Eagles fly, right? (laughs) Exciting. Right on. Chelsea, I just got a, I got a quick question for you. What excited you the most about writing this article? Mm. Um, I was so excited to communicate the things that I loved about fantasy football alongside the things that are challenges. Cause I think, especially now when the NFL itself becomes such a difficult and contentious topic for a lot of different reasons, the ongoing protests that are happening, you know, the way that players are even addressing the sport that they're playing, concussions, these things that make it really hard at times to be a fan. I think at the same time, there are things that make it hard to be a female sports fan. So it was great to talk about those issues alongside the things that make me love it and stick around, right, and fight through it. So I hope in that light, it's something that everybody can connect to, that, you know, that there are things that make it really challenging, but dealing with those challenges is part of the joy of being there in the first place. Yeah, wouldn't you say, like, it's worth the work 
that we have to put in to save this. Like we have such a special thing with fantasy football and football in general, right? We just need to do better at taking care of this thing and coming together and talking about, you know, what makes it so special and how do we save it? So totally. I love that. Yeah. Cool. So we want to talk a little bit about the ladies listeners, uh, the, the lady listener league. Mm-hmm. Chelsea is going to participate. L. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, triple. That's what I was thinking it could be called. Triple. Yeah, triple. Oh, that's good. Yeah. We are opening up to the listeners now. Any females that are out there and want to play and get, you know, get in on it, please do. We are going to, you know, just go to the Facebook page. You can even uh, go to Twitter or Instagram and, and DM us there. Let us know you want to play. We are going to probably close the doors on the league and these spots are going to fill up fast. So make sure you get to us. Probably close the doors on the league on Friday the 17th. And then then we'll be posting when that draft is going to happen. I, a couple of the ladies that are already in want me and Johnny to sponsor a spa day. Yeah. Uh, for the ladies, you get an, you need like a belt for while you're getting a massage. You know, you'd be wearing the belt while you're getting a massage. I think that'll be great. Yeah, I would uh, say that and going towards that championship prize is the joy of being in it and that competition. So I'm really excited that you're going to put something on the line for us that's totally worthy yeah. of the person. Yeah, I hope that people are excited to join. So we have a fun league to be a part of. Cool. Uh, we are excited as well. I know me and Johnny are pumped, especially for the draft. Our idea for the draft is that we will have the ladies on for a YouTube special. Basically, their draft will be broadcast. Me and Johnny will have, you know, from the peanut gallery, kind of, you know, doing our spiel, talking a little bit about the picks. Some some popcorn. Yeah, we're going to be really, you know, the ladies could be going at it on the comments and we'll be able to, you know, you know, give our two cents. Not that you guys care, but (laughs) (laughs) we will give it anyways. Because that's what we do here. I'm excited for that, definitely. And Chelsea, just the last thing for tonight, I wanted to ask you uh, if you'd play a little game with us. If you play a little uh, Would You Rather oh, tonight. I was hoping that you would ask. Thank you. Yeah. Totally. For sure. All right. Sweet. I love, Johnny, I love a game of Would You Rather. Yeah. We're going to play a little bit tonight. Oh, all actually, right. hold on. I'm sorry. I screwed this all up. Chelsea. We just got done with the preseason show. I really wanted to know some of the preseason storylines that you're watching, uh, that mm. you're looking at for, some of the things that are big on your mind going into the regular season. Totally. Um, well, as an Eagles fan, I can't help but look around the division, and the Giants are just just giving us so much to be excited and scared for all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Saquon Barkley is a beast, and I'm also slotted in that, like, territory where he could fall to me in the draft so I'm just trying to fall in love with that idea in general rookie running backs I think are just such an interesting storyline there are so Mm. many of them all across the league I was lucky to have Leonard Fournette on my team last year and seeing that rookie running back turn into a household name that's worthy of a first round pick this year is just another cool thing to get to look at with the rookie running back class in general who's going to stick around and who's going to fade into the mist yeah in peace but yeah and then just you know i gotta throw it out there uh lashawn mccoy is just like the no zone for me there's so many um it pains me especially as an eagles fan who has you know he was my first jersey i ever got from an nfl player uh to Uh. see what's become of this guy second round candidate but that's you know scary to think that the nfl could kick him out anytime with some of the summer shenanigans that went on so i'm gonna put him on my list of untouchables. (laughs) Yeah. It's an interesting point, right? That Chelsea makes there, Johnny, like literally you could draft this guy in the second round and poof, he's gone the next day. I mean, as somebody that owned a lot of stock in Ezekiel Elliott last year, it was a roller coaster of emotions dealing with that kind of, you don't know if he's suspended tomorrow or the next day. So it's hard to make lineup decisions based on that or draft. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to start off this. Would you rather, and I'm going to ask the both of you, Okay. We've got we've got all clustered together going right next to each other as far as running backs go. We have Derrick Henry, the girl or the, the guy that Chelsea just talked about in LaShawn McCoy or Alex Collins. And I'll even throw Jay Ajayi in there because they're all going right next to each other. Which ones would you ra- or which one singular would you rather have between Derrick Henry, LaShawn McCoy, Alex Collins or Jay Ajayi? I would take Alex Collins. Yeah, I would take Alex Collins. I think he's the three down back that you run with in this 
scenario, JHI is going to have a lot higher ceiling, maybe being on the Eagles with that high powered offense. But I just think he's going to be splitting carries as the Eagles like to do with running backs. Same thing that's going to be happening in Tennessee. And as I said, we're not touching LaShawn McCoy this year. So. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just going to echo what Chelsea said there. For me, it's more about the fact that Baltimore was a top five efficiency running back field last year. And the only guy I really was worried about was Kenneth Dixon coming up and he's already got a hamstring and hamstring is one of the hardest injuries to come back from, especially when it happens early like this. Uh, so for me, it's Alex Collins. I agree with Chelsea, like Derek Henry's a little scary with Deion Lewis there, especially he keeps creeping up a little bit in, in ADP. And uh, I just, it's, it's a little too scary for me. Ajay, I will agree with the ceiling comment. I love Ajay's ceiling. But they love Corey Clement. They love Darren Sproles. They're going to work both those guys in. What I yeah. like about Alex Collins and that Kenneth Dixon handcuff too is that he's probably slipping ADP because of the oh, hamstring. Yeah. Yeah. He gets to lock up a handcuff much later than you would have to, even if yeah, that's we, questionable. Yeah, we've talked about that several times. This backfield is very inexpensive to own uh, with, you know, is even Buck Allen, who is a guy yeah. that's going to be annoying at times for that backfield, but he is cheap as well. And Alex that's Collins is getting a little disrespected. Well, in, ADP, in my they, opinion, they've even they've come out and talked about it. there was a beat writer that said, you know, that it's not a lock that Kenneth Dixon even makes this roster. Right. I, I don't expect right. that based on the fact they've kept him this long. Why not keep him just a little bit longer? But yeah. it, it is something to think about. So Buck Allen actually might be the guy that you're going to want to draft as the backup. And guess yeah. what? He's going even cheaper than Kenneth Dixon. Right. He's not even being drafted in most cases. So. You know, that's something to look out for. All right, Travis, do you have one in mind or do you want me to throw out another one? Yeah, I'm going to go a little bit at the top of the draft. Um, I give this guy uh, not the very top, but in the second round right now, 201 and 202 is Odell Beckham Jr.'s and, and Julio Jones. So Odell Beckham Jr. is obviously coming off an injury and Julio Jones is obviously a guy that hasn't caught a lot of touchdowns in his career. So for you guys, which guy are you taking if a gun's to your head and you got to pick between a wide receiver? Hopefully a gun's not to your head anytime soon. Chelsea, but. you want to go like, first? Like draft. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really don't have a feeling, and I think that's maybe why I'm happy to not be towards that back end of the draft with those kind of questions. <laughs> yeah. So close either way. Mm -hmm. um, but part of me wants to say that Julio – edges it out just because he's the sole weapon on that offense or at that level. I think giants have a lot going on for them, but I don't know on that one. I don't really care. Just I, happy to have one, I guess. I'm going, uh, I'm, I'm definitely going Odell on this one. I have a feeling he's just going to go off this year. I, you know, I've seen his training videos. I've seen him dancing with the Kiki <laughs> love, love what you do, uh, Odell. Keep it up, buddy. Uh, but it, it just for Great me, Instagram follow for sure. Yeah, yeah. If he can follow the fancy whispers, it's going to be a huge <laughs> highlight. All right. That so, would be great. If you know Odell or Odell, if you're watching this one, we appreciate you, bro. And two, <laughs> we love, I love you this year. I think that there is a chance where we could see Odell be the number one wide receiver at the end of the year because he's going to, he wants to be paid like a quarterback and he knows that it's at the point where he has to prove that he's really worth that money, not only on the field, but off the field as well. And I think that's why we're not hearing any of this off the field shenanigans since training camp has started since the uh, video with female Brown cigarette and, and, the, yeah, and, and the line of some substance, we have literally not heard or seen anything negative for Odell since then. So I expect him to be super focused. And like you said, I, Chelsea, I understand your point of uh, Julio's essentially the, the number one exo facto. There's no one even half as good as him. Whereas Odell has a little bit more talent around him, but I think that actually helps because teams won't be able to double as often as they would like because Eli can spread the ball around. And so I, and with Saquon back there, it kind of forces them to play a little bit up, which I do like. So for me, get Julio or sorry, give, give me OBJ big, big Travis. What do you got? I would just echo your OBJ comment. And my thing is, is you talk about the pass catchers there, but the one constant in the, in those pass catchers is OBJ gets work when Eli and OBJ are on the field, like no matter what. So mm -hmm. 
Uh, Sterling Shepard's there. Yes, Evan Ingram's there. But I I think we know who uh, Eli loves, and that's OBJ. So OBJ's just more fun for me. Like Julio not scoring enough touchdowns for me to be excited. So And the touchdown dances aren't as exciting. So it's like <laughs> he's not scoring them, so he has no time yeah. to dance. I guess that's a very valid point there. All right, Chelsea, do you have one that uh, you're ready ready to sh- to shoot out us? <laughs> um, <laughs> I came out about very bad. Um, okay, just because this is my current hypothetical, in that first round, the Saquon option, the fifth overall running back, or are you going to walk with the first wide receiver off the board at Antonio Brown? How would you make that first maneuver? Johnny, go ahead. Uh, all right. So this is a great question, right? You're you're talking about uh, one of the most consistent players, not just at his position, but just in fantasy. He's been the number one wide receiver in PPR leagues over the last five years. He's going to get 100-plus catches. He's going to get 150-plus targets. Targets are usually what rules fantasy football, right? That's how we base our projections on. However, if I'm talking about targets, Saquon is going to be the target gobbler there in the Giants backfield. He's got no one to really push him for any kind of volume. He's going to be on the field consistently. He can do it all. He can pass block. Uh, or at least he showed he improved on that. That was a little bit of a knock coming into the NFL. But to me, I love the upside of Saquon that Saquon brings. I know what I'm getting with with Antonio Brown, but there is a little bit of injury concern there in past years. Um, so for me, unless it's a PPR league, I'm going Saquon just because of the value that it pre- uh, presents there as far as the upside. Yeah, I'm going to agree again with Johnny. This is really weird. So I'll just agree <laughs> again with Johnny. Saquon Barkley, just this is this is a fact for me about running back scarcity. OK, there's just not enough running backs to go around. And if you have a shot at an elite running back, your team is going to be so much better off versus having an elite wide receiver. Wide receiver, I believe, is a little bit more deeper. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be mad if Antonio Brown is on my team. But, like, you know, if you go to our website, thefantasywhispers.com, you download that draft kit, you put your email in there, you're going to see my projections. And in my projections, something a little bit of a hot take is if you put the flex rankings together, I'm not taking Antonio Brown till pick 10 or 11 right now. It's just the way it's working out. I'm taking all these running backs before him the value that they have at the position. That's just my thought on the, like Saquon Barkley is going to be a beast too. Like he's just like, I feel bad for Antonio Brown because he's hell of exciting as himself, but Saquon Barkley is like super exciting right now. Like, and the one last thing thing I want to add Chelsea, before we get your opinion on it, it's just, you look at the scarcity of the position, right? Travis kind of touched on it. But when you're looking at running backs, like the difference between Todd Gurley last year and even the 12th running back was a really significant difference. The difference between Antonio Brown and the 10th wide receiver is not as significant of a gap. And there's a a deeper pool of wide receivers this year than there are at running backs. So at least uh, elite talent running backs. So for me, I, I would tend to lean Saquon in that. Uh, but what what would you choose in this scenario? Yeah, I totally hear you. And the, the more we're, we're very I, we are very very interested in this. Yeah, um, <laughs> the more the more I really sit with it and try to weigh out the reasons why I would go against what feels like the right move with picking the best running back talent available at the spot because it is such a need in the league. It's really just feeling that the rookie is the risk. But I think Saquon proves himself time and time again. And I've had Antonio Brown on my team. He's been a joy to watch at that position. But it's, um, yeah, it just feels like it is the the year of the running backs and uh, to miss out on the best opportunity or the best value at the position when you have it staring you down would be foolish. And I am trying not to play a foolish fantasy football. That's right. <laughs> there you go. Any, uh, any last words for us before we let you go? Uh, no, thanks a lot for having me on the first guest. I, I'm going to put that on my resume. Um, I as you should <laughs> yeah can, where where can we where can we reach on social media again for everybody you know they're gonna read this article on the website tomorrow hopefully we get that launched uh, on the website tomorrow or this week 
and they're going to want to hear more from you and, and talk more with you or, or maybe see some more of your other work. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, you can reach out to me at, at Chelsea Levy on Twitter um, or Instagram. It's the same handle. And yeah, slide into my DMs. We can talk. One of my favorite parts about being female fantasy football player is learning, getting connected to all the other women who play the sport. And Twitter's been such a great space for that. I've been talking to two writers who work at Yahoo uh, Sports for Fantasy and going, you know, going to their events here in Los Angeles. And it's been really cool meeting that community. So come on out, get in touch with me, and I'd love to help you be a part of it as well. Perfect. And with our Lady Listener League, we're hoping to foster that community some more. Definitely. All right. Thank you so much, Chelsea, for joining us on the Fantasy Whispers. It was a pleasure, and I hope to have you on again soon. Definitely. Looking forward to it. Bye. All right, Big Travi. That's all we got for today's show. Again, thank you so much to Chelsea Lee Byers for joining us. Also, if you liked what you heard today, please go download our latest podcasts on all platforms, iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. You can check this video out on YouTube and on Facebook, as well as hit us up on Instagram. We got a lot of cool videos going up on player profiles. And then as well as go to the fantasywhispers.com. And that's where you can get that coveted draft kit for free. Absolutely for free. All you got to do is type in your email. Just go to the website. Wait about seven seconds. uh, You'll get a pop-up. And you just type in your email right there. And it'll shoot you the draft kit. It's going to help you win your league. Johnny hit it right there, guys. It's a value. I mean, it's free. We have spent hours and hours and hours crafting this thing making it perfect for you guys and all the other guys out there are charging you we want to give you guys this knowledge for free all you got to do is go in there throw in your email you know that email is going to benefit you down the road too we're going to send out Mm -hmm. newsletters we're going to send out updates we're going to update this draft kit live all the time we're also going to do waiver wire pieces throughout the year so just you you want to be a part of this we're going to help you dominate win that championship until next time That's Big Travi, and I'm Johnny Game Time Hicks, and we're giving you that fantasy football fix. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whisperers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whisperers.